It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 93 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And we welcome you to the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, November 28th, 2013, the Thanksgiving edition, and we are thankful that you are with us tonight. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwynn, is here. Hello, Dad. Jacob, great to be with you on this Thanksgiving day. Sort of a Thanksgiving tradition that we've established on the Virtual Bible Study. And it's, uh, well, yeah, but it's a little bit different tonight where our seats are all mixed up. You're sitting in my seat, somebody's sitting in your seat, and I'm sitting in somebody else's seat tonight. So it's sort of musical chairs. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we, we're glad to welcome Nick Law to the Virtual Bible Study tonight. Nick, of course, a longtime friend and relative, father-in-law, in fact, of Jacob, and and uh, we're always glad to see him in Columbia and always uh, excited to have him with us to participate on the Virtual Bible Study whenever he's in town. Nick, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here with you, and it's good to come up and eat turkey at Jacob's house this year. <laughs> All right. We're glad that you did, and uh, we're glad that you can study with us. And th- this is uh, this is something to be thankful for tonight, uh, that the opportunity to study uh, God's Word, and that is something we should be thankful for every time that opportunity presents itself. Uh, tonight, uh, the uh, discussion uh, should be interesting, but I don't expect a lot of listener participation tonight. Yeah, Jacob, I think that uh, a lot of people have been busy eating turkey and uh uh, visiting with family, maybe watching football on TV, and we understand that. We understand it's a holiday and people are busy with uh, some important family activities. Uh, but we always do the virtual Bible study. We try never to miss a Thursday, and so we are here. Uh, hopefully some folks will pick up the, the uh, uh, podcast version or the archive version and uh, and still uh, gain some good from the yeah, things that we'll turkey, talk about tonight. Turkey has a, sedat- a sedative effect. And uh, tryptophan. It's yeah, tryptophan. Yeah, and the virtual Bible study, they don't have a name for it, but it has the same effect. Uh, it's not tryptophan. It's what? I don't know, but it, yeah, it, it, it so can put you asleep. If you if you are groggy already, it, right. it can so put it you. So it could be like an overdose of uh, sedatives here if we're not careful. Yeah. So that's probably why there's not very many listeners. Yeah, but we're glad for those. Uh, we, we've got a few who are online. Uh, a few are showing up in the chat room. Uh, we'll challenge those of you who are listening and who are participating via the chat room. Uh, since we are few in, fewer in number tonight, we'll expect you all to be active in participation. And so join in. We'd be glad to have your input on the topic we want to discuss. Jacob, I really think that we've got a, a, a significant thing to discuss, and it has to do with modifying our teaching, changing our practice to accommodate the trends and the desires and the changes that take place in the culture around us. That's right. I don't think anybody, I don't think it's news to anybody when we say certainly times are changing. People are looking at things differently than they used to. Uh, a, a lot of new things are uh, are taking place, and it's having some impact in the religious world. Some of it may be good, some of it may be bad. We want to talk about that. So we want to talk about trying to accommodate the modern culture, changing our practice, maybe even changing our teaching to be in line with what the modern culture is dictating. And that's right, and nobody would deny that it's changing. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the, the discussion would be about whether or not it should change. Some people are fully uh, embracing this idea that we've got to change and be more relevant, and others are saying, well, maybe not, and uh, we need to figure out what the right answer is. Yeah, and it, and I, I actually think that there's maybe a balance to achieve. Oh, I think wow, there's, so you're saying we maybe should make some change. I think there's some areas where we can change oh. to, to accomplish accommodate what seems to be, you know, acceptable in our culture. Uh-huh. I believe there's definitely areas where we cannot change at all, and that's sort of where our discussion is going to take us tonight, all I right. think. Okay. Earlier today to our update list, I sent out our questions. We always do that. We remind you on Thursdays you can look for our uh, virtual Bible study update in your inbox. We usually try to send it out around noon on Thursday. We tell you that what topic we're going to be discussing, give you some questions, seeking feedback. Uh, here are the questions that we sent out today. By the way, if you're not on that list, get on that list by sending us an email to questions at collegeview.com. Uh, 
here's the questions we sent out earlier today. Number one, do you have firsthand examples or evidence of religious groups modifying their doctrine or adapting their practices to conform to modern cultural changes? In other words, we're, we're looking there for maybe something that someone has seen, maybe right. some denomination or group. You're, uh, you're not asking for comments about whether or not it was right or wrong. You just want to see where it's changed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, questions two and three go together. And I think as I thought about this later, I probably would word them in reverse order. Uh, so I'm going to word it that way here. First of all, what areas should we never change? In what areas should we just absolutely refuse to change at all? And then we'll, we'll back up and ask the question, are there any areas where we can and should change to stay up to date? Okay. All so, right. one, are there areas, no change, absolutely no change. refuse to change. To, we can't, never, no way. Are there some areas where we should be open to some changes to be, maybe stay more current? And then question four, specifically, what changes might we make in regards to public worship services? Uh-huh. In other words, could we change some things about our worship that might make it more appealing to the modern man? And then in conjunction with that, what things cannot be changed in regards to our worship services? You know, there's, it seems to me that there's a lot of emphasis on that. Yeah. We want to talk about it. We see religious groups really altering what they do when they come together in their assemblies and uh, what can we change and what can't we change in regards to worship? And then, okay. uh, finally, in matters of morality, uh, do, do cultural norms ever factor into our decision-making? And then, what are the absolutes that can never be changed in regards to morality? So that's that's where we want to take our discussion tonight. 877-381-4567. You know, you get holiday pay if you work on Thanksgiving. Are we doing anything special for callers tonight? Um, we'll get you right in. We'll pay you twice. We'll, we'll, double yeah, you, we'll pay double, double what we salary. usually pay. Yes. We'll, we'll pay double what we usually pay. And you'll get right in if you give well, us a that's phone. That's right. We didn't well, bring, that's we, usually the case, though, yeah. if you call, but especially tonight, 877-381-4567. And the chat room is open. There Actually, there are some diehards. I'm looking at the chat room now. There are some diehards. Yeah, come on uh, in. But they're not signed in, so you've got yeah. to sign in. Remember, to in the chat room, remember to give yourself a name. You can use your real name. You can use a pen name. We don't care. Get in there and identify yourself. Right. If you, if you are not signed in and you just see me up there, you know, in the column on the right that shows everybody who's in the chat room, if you see me or you don't see your name at all, then you're not logged in. You're not wrong. Down at the bottom of the of the window, there's a login yeah. there, and it's real easy to do. Give yourself a name, make up a name, give yourself a simple, easy to remember password, and then we'll be able to identify you. And we would love to hear your your comments. You don't in the even chat have to sign in. You don't even have to make an account. You can let chat roll uh, sign it for you, and yeah. so. Just yeah. just join in there. Uh, you might decide that you've got an urge to uh, to make a comment as we talk about. Where else, Jacob? Where else on Thanksgiving evening are you going to be a chance, given a chance to get your thoughts out there before lots of people? Maybe not lots of live listeners tonight, yes, if you, tonight. but but over over time. Uh, several thousands of people will hear what you have to say if you uh, give us your thoughts and in the chat. And this is going to be a program that uh, is primarily podcast, as are most of our programs. And uh, we're getting some new data on our podcast, and we want to say thank you to our podcast subscribers, uh, maybe more than we had estimated before. You know, we uh, until we made these recent uh, uh, website changes, Jacob, with our with our both our website host and with our streaming provider, uh, and, and really where we're where we're parking all of our information out there on the internet, we didn't have a chance to to track some of that information. We got better stats than we had, and maybe we, and, and we're seeing better numbers than we even imagined. Right. We were having lots of trouble all through the month of November. We still saw significant numbers in November. People yes. listening to so our podcast. If you're subscribed to the podcast. Thank you for being out there. We appreciate that, and we welcome your comments anytime. You know, if you're not listening live, you can still comment. Uh, send your questions or comments to questions at collegeu.com. And we especially like those podcast listeners who request certain topics to be discussed. Yeah. Uh, those, those, those are, those are some of our prized, uh, listeners there. So yeah. And remember, if you will send us, if you have a question you'd like to hear discussed on the Virgil Bible study, if you'll send that in to questions at collegeu.com, if it's a topic that would marry at a whole hour long, uh, uh, program we'll do that or we may add it in uh, we we refer to it as our stack of stuff our pile of questions 
we'll, if, if it's a question that might not take a whole hour to discuss, we'll, we'll include it in one of our sort of smorgasbord question and answer programs. You can do that. Now, you're getting web savvy. Are you podcasting yet? Do you, do you subscribe to any podcast? No, you know, I don't. Well, that's okay. Yeah, I don't. All right. Number one on the questions tonight, firsthand examples of evidence of religious groups modifying their doctrine or adapting their practices to conform to modern cultural changes. Now, you asked the question, so I assume that you have some firsthand examples. I got some examples. You know, I think probably all of us, maybe just in our local communities. Nick, I don't know if you're seeing this down in North Florida where you're from, but around here you'll see some denominational churches, and they'll say traditional worship at 9 a.m., contemporary worship at 11 You haven't been to North Florida very much. They don't change much in North Florida. <laughs> I, I usually have to drive a, a little bit further north <laughs> to Valdosta. Yeah. Or when we were in Athens, Alabama, we would see that advertised quite yeah. a bit on yeah. signs of, yeah. uh, uh, of a contemporary service or either a traditional. traditional yeah. And, and that, even that announcement, although you may not know what they're really doing, that announcement – really suggest they're trying to make some changes to make it more appealing to people. Yeah, they've, they've got a certain group of people that they need to modernize things they view to get them to be more uh, religious or more spiritually minded. Yeah. yeah, and and we see things around here where they'll advertise certain activities that are taking place uh, through the auspices of some denominational group, and we're always rather shocked sometimes to see some of the stuff that they're involved in that seems to have no connection with religion at all. Jacob's classic example is that of a big church up in Nashville that has indoor fireworks on the 4th of July. You know, uh, all of that sort of stuff would indicate a, a sort of a, a an apparent agenda to alter things in such a way to appeal to uh, modern people. I know if you watch much on, uh, say, some of the evangelical teaching on television, you see how they've uh, kind of modernized things with their music. And you know, the music is just—it's almost like a—it's like a concert that you might go, you know, yeah. like a like a pop band or something. It's you know, like a free concert. A pretty neat singing group. I mean, they oh. make good music. You know, just if you just if you just paying if you just if you like the sound yeah. you know the sound is really they very professional i knew a guy who that was his uh, sort of his occupation was to sort of run the the show in other words and he was managing the it's a, it's a production it's a, the managing the production exactly yeah exactly right. well here's here's what kind of got me thinking about this whole theme you know we, we talk about some of these maybe upshot kind of new groups that are doing some of this contemporary stuff Here's here's an old here's one of the old regulars, the Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church is beginning to make noise along this line. I saw now, that's an interesting because they've sort of been hold they've been dragging their feet. Yeah, they've been holding back, but, but this new pope the mass had to be in Latin and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah the the new pope he's shaking things up. This this comes from a uh, an address that he made last Saturday, November the twenty third. Pope Francis is his name, of course, and he issued a mission statement for his papacy. And in that, it says he, he criticized the church's obsession with a disjointed set of moral doctrines. Say what? Uh, yeah, he, he, he's, he, he believes the church has been obsessed with a dis, disjointed set of moral doctrines. He says, in the hierarchy of, the, of church truth, mercy is paramount. Proportion is necessary. And what counts is inviting the faithful in. Wow. Uh, he went on to say some of the church's historical customs can even be cast aside if they no longer serve to communicate the faith. I might agree with some of with that last statement, but uh, yeah, but he's, he's, he, uh, it sounds like he's soft pedaling there. Yeah. Now, uh, in, in an associated article and this uh, let's see if I've got a date on this. It's got to have a date somewhere. Where is that? This this is recent. Okay, this is dated November fifth. So this goes back uh, just about three weeks ago. Uh, this is from NBC News. Uh-huh. The, uh, the Pope, with a penchant for surprises, is making new waves by launching a survey of his flock on issues facing modern families, from gay marriage to divorce. Very specific questions are being sent to parishes around the globe in preparation for next year's synod of bishops. Um, 
Okay. Uh, Same-sex unions, mixed marriages, single-parent families, and surrogate mothers are all mentioned in the prelude to a list of questions that get into the nitty-gritty of 21st century life. For instance, what pastoral attention can be given to people who live in these same-sex marriages, same-sex unions? He wants to accept them, in other words. Yeah. Uh, again, in the case of unions of persons of the same sex who have adopted children, what can be done pastorally in light of transmitting the faith? Again, do divorced and remarried people feel marginalized or suffer from the impossibility of receiving the sacraments? Mm-hmm. And again, these are all some questions that are on this uh, survey being sent out uh, by the the head office of the Catholic Church. In case, here's another question. In cases where non-practicing, where non-practicing Catholics or declared non-believers request the celebration of marriage, describe how this pastoral challenge is to be dealt with. Mm-mm-mm. And then the, the article goes on to say the survey is the latest sign of Pope Francis's willingness to engage ordinary Catholics and promote a less judgmental approach to hot-button social issues. I like how they say judgmental. If you if you are against certain things, it's automatically judgmental. But, okay. <coughs> yeah. well. Now, that's not limited to the – that kind of an approach is not limited to the Catholic Church. I found another article, Okay. this one from the Christian Post, and it says uh, the uh, pastors looking to improve their church mostly focus on assessing their church's mission – and assessing their church's image in the community, according to a new survey by the Barna Group. The findings said that 88% of pastors surveyed said they were definitely or probably going to, quote, assess your church's vision and mission. Wow. Pastors across the country are looking to adjust to the realities of the culture. Most pastors are open to changing their ministries. And then it says, quote, today's organizations face pressure to stay current, efficient, and relevant. Well, there you go. That sounds like you're running a business and you got a product to sell. Yeah. And you got to keep it popular. You, you know, you know, it. you know, we always see in the grocery store when we go in there, you know, the, it looks like the same old cereal box, but it says new and improved, you know, yeah. or your laundry soap. It's new and improved. It's well, got to make it better. It's got to it, constantly change. Features, yeah. If it's the same stuff you've been selling for years, it won't work. You got to change it because it's, it's assumed that it was bad. Earlier. And so that approach is being used in religion as well. And and we see that even the old diehards like the Catholic Church are beginning to feel the pressure, and they're gonna and they're gonna cave and they're gonna give in to things apparently like same sex marriage, uh, and and uh, divorce and remarriage, which they've always been pretty strong against. Looks like they're gonna cave on those things. What about that? You know, can we change? What should we change? That's our topic. And, and, and I hope that th- those examples sort of illustrate what we're talking about. We're going to take a break and get this week's bullet point. Or not this week's bullet. We're going to get a break and we'll come back. We're going to get your thoughts. And, um, well, the chat room is as dead as that turkey that we had. <laughs> it's dead. Um, yeah, if you're in the chat room, if you've got any examples. Of, stuffed. Well, when we get back, we're going to talk. We're going to, we're going to change up the order of our questions we sent out today. We're going to talk about what are some of the areas where we just absolutely can never change. And then we'll follow that by what are some areas where maybe we could change. Okay. Let us know your thoughts. Don't go anywhere. The Verse of Bible Study will continue the Thanksgiving edition right after this. Have you checked out all of the resources on collegeview.com lately? Check it out now while you listen to these important messages. The Virtual Bible Study will be right back after this. Hi, I'm Wade Shelton. In 1 Peter 3.15, the scripture says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. You see, we believe here at College View that we should be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh. And I believe that we are dedicated to this cause. That's why we here at College View bring you the virtual Bible study each week. Our hope is that you will join us each week here on the Virtual Bible Study in hopes of strengthening your faith so that you will be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. Please join us here every Thursday night on the Virtual Bible Study. I know that it's worth an hour of your time. Here's some quotes worth pondering. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. If you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. 
How much more grievous are the consequences of anger than the causes of it? If you are patient in one moment of anger, you will avoid 100 days of sorrow. Man, wish I'd said that. We're waiting to hear from you. Call in right now and join in on the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. Oh, the the board operator's asleep at the switch. rookie over there. Uh, We're back on the program tonight, the Thanksgiving edition. We're all jumbled up here on the program tonight, and uh, but we're looking forward to hearing from you at 877-381-4567 as we talk about modifying our teaching and practice to accommodate the trends of modern culture. Well, it seems almost every religious denomination today is doing that. What do you think? Let us know your thoughts on the subject tonight. All right, so we gave we gave some indication that certainly people are doing that. They they're they're making they're trying to adapt. But we got to we got to be sure that we understand that there are certain areas wherein we cannot change at all. Things that that are simply not up for discussion. It's off the table. It won't happen. Yeah. Nick, what do you think? What what should we what would we say in in regards to things that just can't change? Well, we we have to understand that uh in the scriptures, we're following our king uh, who's already set forth the principles in his word of how God wants to be worshipped. So when it comes down to uh, our actions of uh, serving him, uh, we, we hear the apostle Paul countering, you know, the Pope's idea when he says in Galatians 1 verse 10, who are we trying to persuade? Do I try to persuade men or am I trying to persuade God? Exactly. And, and certainly uh, if we're going to, Eat the Lord's Supper. We have to do that on the first day of the week. If we're going to worship God in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, we have to sing, making melody in our heart. Uh, we have to do our giving on the first day of the week. First Corinthians uh, 16, verse 1 and 2 teaches us these type principles. And so God's word cannot be changed. We have to follow his will. Exactly right. So basically we would just say that if it's revealed in the Word of God and if he's specified what he wants, if he's given us authority to do things in a way, we have to do it in the way that he authorized us to do. Somebody's got to have Jude verse 3 in this uh, discussion where Jude says that they were to earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. It doesn't say that the faith was, uh, well, you just need to take the put your finger in the wind. And yeah, and that, and that verse, I think newer English translations will say something once like for all. once for all. Yes. Like it's a, it's, right. it's a faith delivered, it's finished, it's not it's not being constantly modified or changed. You know, right. the laws of men can be constantly amended. You know, I think most historians say that in the United States, it's rather remarkable that our Constitution has survived for 200 plus years with relatively few amendments to right. it. Right. But even the United States Constitution, was, which is rather unique in that regard, it's, it's, it's still been amended. And, and you can always talk about changing things about it if you want to. The Word of God is not open to amendment. Now, the law that God has set forth is not subject to change. Now, Jude verse 3 says, though, they earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. Uh, some would say that the, the faith means, well, you just need to believe in Jesus. You know, that's the faith that it's talking about there, you know, the faith you believe in Jesus. And that doesn't change. But these other little details, well, they're insignificant and they can change. Well, I, you you would have to find out. I mean, the faith, the, when it's used in that expression, is denoting the whole system of faith. It's right. not just talking about do you believe or don't believe. Right. It's talking about the whole system of faith. It's the things that you do. Yeah. Yes. All right. It, it would be the body of doctrine found in the New Testament law that, that we follow. Uh, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So all scripture is given by inspiration of God, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 3. So. Exactly right. Um, in Galatians, you mentioned earlier, Nick, Galatians chapter 1, verse 10, Do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. I really think you're right. That verse addresses this notion that we need to constantly be adjusting to to satisfy the whims of men. In that same context, back up a couple verses, verse 8, But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. And so... we are simply not at liberty to alter the doctrine of Christ, the things that are contained in the Word of God. Um, in that same context, I think it's kind of interesting that if you go right on into the next chapter, the Apostle Paul was confronted with some people who were trying to do that. Right. 
in Galatians chapter 2, he spoke of a, of a time where he went up to Jerusalem uh, and he took Titus with him. He said, I went up by revelation, Galatians 2 verse 2, and communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. But neither Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised, and that because of false brethren, unawares brought in, who came in to privily, in privily to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage, to whom we gave place by subjection, no, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. I especially key in on that last verse. That's Galatians 2, verse 5. Here were these false teachers. They Now, they were talking about an issue that would have been sort of like what we're talking about in the modern day. You know, to them, the issue of circumcision, that was a hot-button social issue. Right. You know, it's not in our day and time. It's not. A, it's not a hot-button social issue today, according to the Pope, are things like same-sex marriage. Right. So this was, understand, this was a hot-button social issue of the day. Yeah. And here were some people pushing uh, that, that there be some alteration in what was Paul was teaching and preaching by revelation. Mm-hmm. And Paul's attitude about that was, absolutely not. Yeah. No, not for an hour. We're not going to, this is off the table. This is not up for discussion. And he didn't put any kind of wiggle words in there. He didn't say, you know, well, right now we can't discuss it. We'll have, we're going to have a synod of bishops next year. Maybe 50 years down the road it might change. Yeah, we might, we might bring this up for consideration in our neck, in our next world yeah, we'll co- vote convention on and yep. we'll take a, nothing like that. We're going to take a survey. Yeah. Uh, well, Jack and Henry are in the chat room tonight, and they're both standing strong against the tryptophan. Uh, Jack says, uh, Jude 3, the Greek word is hapax, which is used to describe the number of times Jesus died for us once. And so Jesus died for us once. The faith has been delivered once. He says in other terms it was delivered once, so we don't need any other revelation. Exactly right. All right. Henry S. in the chat room says, Jehovah, our God does not change. His holy word does not change. And if we're handling God's word aright, then what reason is there to change? All right. So appreciate those uh, those comments tonight. Very good. Um, I was thinking of another passage that, again, stresses the idea. We th- This is not open. You know, the doctrine, the things we teach, the, the things that are instructed in the word of God are not open for, for compromise. Second John verses nine beginning, whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God speed. For he that biddeth him God speed is partaker of his evil deeds. And so here, uh, Nick, uh, if you don't abide in the doctrine, then you're not in fellowship with God. Yeah, in, in the doctrine, you notice there it's singular when, when God is given it, so it's all in unity together. Uh, the Hebrew writer says in the very first chapter, God hath spoken. I, I wonder, you know, in the last uh, 2,000 plus years, it, God at, at the time we see the New Testament completed, he, he's spoken the, all the word of God. Uh, it, it says he has spoken in the past tense, meaning he's not going to speak in the future anymore. And so it, they, the early Christians had the complete reveal will of God to be able to teach uh, their generation following them and following them. And today sometimes you hear uh, uh, some man or, or some person say, you know, I, I have some radical new revolutionary ideas as though the previous generation before us maybe didn't know all the truth and yet they had it and we've had it for the last 2,000 years and, mm-hmm. and that's the faith that has been delivered for all times uh, till the Lord comes again. Yeah, you know, uh, even sometimes among our own brethren, Nick, and I, I would imagine you share the same frustration I do, especially it seems to me like among some younger preachers, they, they get the idea that they have come up with a way of thinking about things that no one ever thought of before. You know, this is a relatively small book, the New Testament, and some really smart people have been studying it for a long, long time. And I, I really believe it's really presumptuous of me to imagine that suddenly I have come up with some understanding of these words that nobody ever thought of before. I cringe when I hear someone express some revolutionary new idea they've heard as though nobody has expressed it. Exactly. Right. We got a call. We got a caller on the line. James, Arthur. Who is it? Arthur is on the phone uh, okay. from uh, well, from near Columbia, here in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, Arthur, welcome to the virtual Bible study. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Romans, <clears throat> excuse me, Romans 1 and verse 5, 
is by, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for the obedience to the faith among all nations for his saint, for his name. And then turn over to Romans. Hang on just a minute there, Arthur. Yeah. This go, this is a good verse to illustrate what Jacob was saying earlier. Yeah. Notice they were obedient to the faith. It wasn't just faith, believe in Jesus. It was they were obedient to the faith, which would imply they were obedient to the, the system of doctrine and practice that had been delivered to them. And, Greg, would that also, the faith, wouldn't that identify it as being the fa- only faith, not faith? That's right. You know, it, that, that, in Matthew 15 where it's talking about the doctrines of men or the faiths of men. Yeah, I, when, when Nick made this point a few minutes ago, uh, it reminded me of what you and I have discussed in the past. When it's talking about the doctrine of Christ, it's always singular. When it talks about the doctrines of men, it's plural. It's plural always. So there's just one true doctrine of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you ever find doctrine has anything to do with Christ, it is never no S on it. Right. uh, So it's a package deal is what you're saying, Arthur. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Romans uh, 16 and verse uh, 26 and now it is made manifest, and by the scripture of the prophets, according to the commandments of the everlasting God made unto all nations, for the obedience of faith, obedience of faith. Exactly right. So I think that, I think that's a good job proving that faith is more than just belief. It's a system of of practice. It's doc. It's the doctrine of Christ that's been delivered that we are to obey. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, come to my mind what act i mean what is it uh, uh Matthew, what is it at 723 uh matthew uh uh let me get to it here matthew 7 21 22 23 you know uh and there we get to it i've got it here arthur yeah, if you like yeah. uh uh, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven, men will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? Then I will declare uh, to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Yeah. Would that not, not also tell you that was such a thing as people who thought they were doing and was living by the faith were not living by the faith. Well, there, yeah, there would have to be some kind of absolute standard if it was just some type of a vague, uh, shifting thing that changed with the culture and with the wind. And, uh, you know, today it was wrong, tomorrow it's not. How in the world will we know if we're practicing lawlessness or not? Exactly right. Jacob, I, 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 now, Arthur, it reminds me, too, of what Jesus uh, said in Matthew fifteen nine. In vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. You know, this is not something to be taken lightly. Exactly. If, if we teach the doctrines of men rather than the doctrine of Christ, it renders our worship vain, which means it's worthless, useless, good for nothing. Exactly. That's pretty serious. That's pretty serious language. Without a doubt it is. And that does show you that there are some who thinks that they're practicing the faith that are not. And we'll find out one day. All right, great. All right, I, I figured I know why Arthur called tonight. Arthur called me last night. He's not. Uh, they, they, you weren't celebrating Thanksgiving today. You're doing it a little bit later. So no tryptophan in your diet today, was there, Arthur? No turkey. And I, <clears throat> I am celebrating Thanksgiving. Okay, but just not with the virtual. But yeah, yeah, he's there listening to the annual Thanksgiving Day version of the Virtual Puzzle. Right. That's his celebration for tonight. You better believe it. Thanks, Arthur. We appreciate you calling. My things, you know what I say. One of my highlights of the week is virtual Bible study. All right. For those who don't know, Arthur's one of our elders here at College View, and we appreciate you listening, Arthur. All right. Always do if I can. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Arthur. Good night, and uh, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Questions at collegeview dot com are the ways you participate, and we are overdue for a break for this week's bullet point. We'll get that now. When we get back, we... Well, we're going to get back now. now. Okay. Now, people might be a little bit surprised. We want to actually change this up, Jacob. I, uh, I hope that we have firmly established the first point. There are, some, there are many areas of our faith and practice that are not subject to discussion, not, not negotiable. Okay. But are there any areas where we can and should change... To stay up to date. I'm thinking you're going to say yes. Let's see. Let's talk about that when we come back. All right. When we get back, we'll take your thoughts. And the chat room is uh, the chat room is actually surprisingly getting busy, and we'll talk about that on the other side of the break as well. Keep those comments coming there. Let us know your thoughts at 877 381 Send your emails to question at questions at collegeview.com. 
The virtual Bible study will continue right after this. These guys are doing all of the talking. We need to hear from you. Call in now. The virtual Bible study continues right after this. This is Greg Gwen with this week's bullet point. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians with the news that he intended to visit them. However, his visit would be delayed because he was pursuing opportunities in Ephesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, beginning verse 5, he wrote, I shall come to you after I go through Macedonia, and perhaps I shall stay with you or even spend the winter, if the Lord permits, but I shall remain in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a wide door for effective service has been opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Notice especially that Paul perceived great prospects in Ephesus. He could see a tremendous potential for effective service. Did he mean that everyone in that city was eagerly receiving the gospel message? Was everyone anxious to hear the truth that Paul was teaching? Could the whole city be converted to Christ? The answers to these questions, no. In fact, during this visit to Ephesus, a riot broke out in opposition to what Paul was preaching. In Acts chapter 19, beginning verse 23, it speaks of a silversmith named Demetrius who made shrines to the idol goddess Diana. He led the city in a great uprising. It says, quote, the whole city was filled with confusion. And it goes on to describe that some of the disciples were taken captive and Paul's own personal safety was at risk. When Paul wrote about that, quote, wide door for effective service, he also knew that, quote, there are many adversaries. He was not blind to the dangers that surrounded him, but he was still excited about the good that could be accomplished. The lesson for us is this. The reality of opposition does not diminish the potential for good and effective work. There has never been and never will be a time when God's truth and his people are unopposed. Even in adversity, we need to be looking for open doors for proclaiming the word. Don't wait for the perfect situation. Don't hesitate because there are adversaries. There is much to do and doors of opportunity are wide open for the gospel. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. Hello, this is Preston Jackson from Valdosta, Georgia, and you're listening to the Virtual Bible Study. Share your comment with the world. Call in now and be a part of the Virtual Bible Study. Now, back to the program. And we're welcome back to the virtual Bible study tonight. And we want to remind you this program is brought to you by the College of Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us by visiting our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com. The new and hopefully improved website is up and running, thevirtualbiblestudy.com. We're going to try to get more content on there uh, as, as, as we uh, we think we've got our bugs worked out. And, and yes. if you if you are listening live tonight. Uh, and have any that problem? That may be proof that we have the bugs worked out. Yeah. If you're listening live tonight. And if you're in, uh, if you are listening in the archives, if you if you are having any issue, uh, let us know. We we think we've got a lot of the problems worked out. But we don't have. It's not real. Well, as someone said last week, it's simple. It's simple. And I don't know that that's, and that's a compliment not, necessarily. It could be a compliment. Well, we're not trying to set the world on fire. We're not yeah. trying to you know yeah. make it the most flashy media site in the world, but. We want it to be effective, and we'd also be willing, uh, certainly interested, to hear your feedback if you're listening to us on a, uh, a tablet or a smartphone, if, if there's something that, that works or doesn't work for you. I know I've had some, some folks tell me that there's certain parts of the archives that, they're, that, that are, the links don't work. Well, it, I think some, some of those uh, new devices, if you don't have a certain flash player or something, we've got uh, – uh, like – uh, if you are on an iPhone or an iPad, look for the MP3 archives. We got the MP3 archives there, and you you won't be able to listen to the the WMA or we, Windows There's, Media audio. You won't be able to listen to that, but you can listen to the MP3. So look on yeah. the website to find the one that you can use, and you can all. I think uh, that that you can download. Uh, Windows Media Player for Mac. If you're listening on, but a you Mac, got the MP3 there. Why have you? And you know, that's right. That's but, a new. That's a new feature. You now have the MP3. And yeah. another feature is, we you can find a description if you check the MP3 page. You'll find a description of what the program. Yeah, was on about. the on the WMA page, all you get is the title. That but was on the, the old M- cryptic thing from the old website. Is like, oh, I wonder what they're talking about. I can't really tell from the title. Now you can actually read a little description. Exactly. So that's an improvement. There we go. And you're going to add some more, maybe some bulletin articles? Maybe. We, we, you know, uh, it's been a busy time. It looks like it will be busy for the next few weeks. But as time goes on, we're going to try to add some content. Maybe some pictures of yourself? No, 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 never. Okay. Uh, okay, let's go to this question. Uh, we just talked about certainly 
areas in which we absolutely cannot and will not, uh, won't even talk about making changes in, in areas. But are there areas where we could change in order to stay current? And you suggested, Jacob, that I probably was going to answer yes, and that's right. Yeah, I, I had a hint. Yes. Yeah. A hunch. <clears throat> Let me go to a passage that I think suggests that there's some areas where we should be flexible. I think this will be familiar to many of our listeners. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning verse 20, Paul said, Unto the Jews I became a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without law, as without law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Okay. Now, oh, wow. Now, if you read that, Nick, I think if you read that and didn't know, I mean, the, the, those are the first verses that you ever read from the Apostle Paul. You might be inclined to say, well, sound like he was pretty negotiable. This guy's yeah. thing sort of fluid. S- sound if like it, he's a compromiser. Yeah, if, if if you can win people and they're hungry, feed them. Any, whatever if they want indoor fireworks, <laughs> give them the indoor fireworks. Yeah. Through the pyromaniac, I became a pyromaniac. Then, but and as I say, you know, if you if you just if that's the first thing you ever knew from the pen of the Apostle Paul, you might mistakenly come to that conclusion. But we already read a number of statements from Paul uh, in which he indicated absolutely no flexibility in matters of faith and doctrine. And so Paul here is not talking about those kind of things, doctrinal things. He was not changing doctrine to adapt to various groups and to their whims and fancies. We know that that was not the case. So what he has to be talking about here is in matters of judgment. He he would accommodate these people in in areas wherein they had judgment matters that were important to them. He would adjust to what was appropriate to those groups. When he was talking to the customary, when he was talking to the Jews, he he understood where they were coming from and what kind of things they that needed to be addressed in order to answer their issues. He wasn't he wasn't modifying doctrine. He wasn't saying, for instance, we talked a minute ago about that circumcision question. He wasn't saying, well, to the Jews, I taught circumcision because that's what they were used to. To the Gentiles, I said circumcision is not important. Don't worry about it because they that's what they were. He didn't do that. We know he didn't do that. He said he didn't do that. And so he, in matters of custom or judgment, personal preference, he would acclimate himself to the people that he was with to teach them effectively. And I, I think that suggests what I'm suggesting, Jacob, that there are some areas where we ought to be open to change, uh, wherein it does not require a compromise of anything about the truth, the doctrine of Christ. All right. Let us know your thoughts. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. That, that obviously I think would apply to maybe – different areas of the world where customs may be different. In the United States, uh, Nick, uh, things have ch- are different even within different regions. Uh, there are things that are customary in Florida that aren't customary here. And the way that we, we worship, you know, if you go to a worship service in North Florida, it's going to be different than the worship service here. I, I believe we ways. meet at different times. <laughs> all right. Well, there's one. Well, there's you, all one. Are wrong. you all are wrong about that, of I course, know. but we just let you do it. Uh, <laughs> We meet in a block building with a tin roof. One brother, one time, we were discussing some of the brethren uh, that we knew that were in black, fully black congregations. He said, you know, the white block buildings with a tin roof? I said, well, that's the kind of building we worship in. <laughs> of course, we have some black brethren that worship with us as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah. there's a – and and uh, uh, dress is different in North Florida. Uh, in, in some place – I mean, it's, it's modest dress, but uh, – Typically, uh, it's going to be different there than it would be someplace else, maybe in a, in a large city. All right. Now, I think we've introduced the idea that we there are some, some areas of judgment, and I, I think that's the key word, areas of judgment, areas that are not restricted by areas doctrine. Areas of liberty. Areas of liberty where we can make some adjustment. Now, let's go right to a couple of, of, of those specifics. For instance, what about our worship services? I ask, what changes might we make in regards to our public worship services? Well, could we make some changes about time, for instance, Nick? You, you, you all worship at a different time than we do, and lots of congregations choose different times of the day on the Lord's Day when they assemble together to take the Lord's Supper. You know, 
as you mentioned earlier, the Lord's Supper has to be on the first day of the week. That'd be one of the things that we can't change about our worship services. We can't change the day of the week that we're going to observe the Lord's Supper. But we could have it at nine o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the afternoon. We don't have to. We don't have to agree on the the, the specific hour of the day. We could leave that. You know, let's say that we had a whole bunch of in this congregation. We had a whole bunch of people who worked the night shift and they had to work Saturday. And so they get off at six o'clock in the morning and they're dead beat tired and they go right home and go to bed. And so we make a decision that we're, we're going to meet instead of er, uh, first thing in the morning on Sunday, we're going to meet at three or four in the afternoon. Being so, dead beat tired on Sunday morning may not be a good choice of terms. Maybe being dead tired. You don't want to be dead beat. They're tired. not dead beats, no. but they're, they're dead tired. Yes. Uh-huh. They're, they're dead, dead tired. tired. And so we, 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 we can accommodate them by meeting at a different time. I, recently I was, uh, uh, worshiped with a church in Chattanooga and they're one of the ones that have decided to go to one service on Sunday and meet for a longer period rather than having a, a two Works service. better for them. They like it better. Right. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm not, I gotta tell you, I'm not personally taken okay. with it. But, but that's okay. You're it doesn't not gonna, matter. You gotta make an issue of it. That's right. I don't have to make an issue of that. I, I still like meeting in the morning and in the evening. I like having two chances to worship right. on the Lord's Day. But they seem very happy with the idea of meeting once a little later in the morning for a longer period of time. And they have one, 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 Here, here's one that uh, might uh, be, uh, we could talk about. Uh, some, some congregations you go to, they sing more modern songs. So you, you know, some congregations you go to, they sing, well, those songs that we've sung for a long time. The old, we refer to them as the old standards. The old standards. You know, and I like the old standards I do too. personally. I do too. I prefer but, that. But some people are really liking some of these newer songs. Right. Uh, well, that's a that's a matter of judgment. We right. can acclimate ourselves right. to that one okay. way or the other. Okay. We can have as long credit. as the songs are scriptural. I mean, they're not teaching false <laughs> doctrine, like you know. We can have a, and it's it's nothing wrong with having a preference, Nick, about such things and expressing your preference in such things. But I really think that. When it comes to those kind of judgment matters, what we do is we submit. You know, uh, all, uh, Peter said in in Second Peter, uh, or excuse me, First Peter chapter five at verse First uh, Peter five verse five, uh, be ye subject one to another, clothed with humility. God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. That in such judgment matters, we should be flexible we should be adaptive we should be submissive if it's if it's the opinion of everybody to do do th- that that way you know to sing some of those songs versus some of the ones that, that have been around for two or three hundred years we, we can do that again as you said jacob as long as they're not doctrinally compromising right. we can do that now but the important thing is we don't change the pattern that we're still singing if someone says well you know lots of people today like a little guitar with their with their and some drums with their with their songs well so, at that point we'd say hey no way no how that dog ain't gonna hunt yeah so that's a little north so, florida lingo for you there so as you were saying uh, in regards to mu- the music in worship we might we might adapt to sing some more recently written songs as long as they're scriptural but we're not going to adapt to add in an instrument of music that, One, that, that's not going to be that we're not going to do that. You know, the instrumental music is an addition to the rule of faith. Exactly. And, right. and uh, the, the newer or maybe modern uh, worded songs might be just an aid in our worship. Exactly. It, right. It, it helps us to know what to sing. We need to go back to the phone. Arthur in Columbia is back on the line. Arthur's getting he, well, he heard about that offer for double pay tonight, and he's really trying to rack up on it. But, OK, uh, you may be disappointed. Arthur. <laughs> I was, uh, was thinking about the uh, uh, verse there in First Corinthians, the first chapter. He talks about uh, how that we are to uh, be of the same mind, no division among you, but you be perfectly joined together in the same mind. Now, look, the same judgment. He's not talking about so far as our uh, being unity in the faith, but we're to have the same judgment, just as it says over in um, what Ephesians, the fifth chapter, I believe it is, and in verse 21, he said, submit yourselves one to another in the fear of God. You know, that that's the thing that we're to do. You know, he he says up there, we're to speak the same things, be no division among you, but you be perfectly joined together in the same mind. You know, that's the spiritual things. But as far as judgment, we just submit to one another. I think that's, that's right. That amounts to. Exactly right. And, you know, Arthur, as you well know, 
unfortunately, lots of trouble has been caused in churches through the years because people would not submit in matters that where they could. Uh, you know, well, division division has happened both ways. People trying to change things that can't be changed, and then people refusing to be submissive in areas where they could change. Exactly. <coughs> and Greg, you know. Go ahead, Arthur. Uh, uh, the other night, you know, I was talking about the color of the carpet. What did I tell you? You said you didn't care. I could care less. Does <laughs> it make what color the carpet? We got to buy some is. new. I'm we got. We're, we're in the market yeah, for some yeah. new carpet, and yeah. Arthur just said he doesn't care. Oh uh, well, I don't. Well, oh yeah. Well, well, Arthur, well, what about pink, Arthur? Are yeah, gonna, well, what, what if Jacob said well, he wanted uh, hot pink? I guess as long as it's in reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Arthur, right. You always have these unreasonable people. That's Katie. right. That's but right. in Philippians right, 2, to you. your point, uh, Arthur, it says in verse 2, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. So in these areas of judgment, you know, verse 4 says, let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also the interest of others. So we we would take into consideration the judgment of what everyone has to say with a view to try to, uh, if our heart is right, we're trying to please God, and uh, we we can always defer to others. Exactly. Unselfish. Correct. you stay on line there, Arthur, if you like for a minute. Uh, we, we, you know, this is this is a holiday. Should we take a break, or do you? Want uh, to I think we're we're just about we're out gonna, of time. Let's okay, let's let's, work well, let's just work through Shoot, this last you're break. Rough on the holiday. Um, I was thinking about technology, uh, and how you know technology has changed the way we do some things. It has. Uh, for instance, things like the virtual Bible study. That's a relatively new opportunity. Yes, Should is. we adjust to it? You know, we you know I, I think. We're pretty conservative people, Nick, and and if someone is if maybe at first blush, if someone said, "Should we change to adjust to the modern culture?" I think mo- typically our reaction would be, "Well, no." But when you stop thinking about, it, there are some ways where, where we can and should adjust, just like technology. You know, uh, uh, in our worship services, for instance, most churches have gone to using. Uh, uh, a computer and a and a projector to show PowerPoint slides uh, to to uh, teach the the sermon, for instance. Well, that's something new. Years ago, they used a chalkboard, or they you, had the bed sheet, or the bed sheet the sermons. sermons. Yeah. yeah, where they painted their charts on a bed sheet. You know, well, those those are areas where we can adapt. You know, and and I think certainly to the modern mind, uh, a a a well devised and planned PowerPoint presentation is much more effective visual aid than a chalkboard or a, a painted bed sheet. Yes. Uh, there were we, people and, back in the old day, well, not too old days, but the old overhead transparencies, uh, overhead projector. There were people who objected to that. You know, there, there have been some people who objected to those kind of changes. And, again, that's sort of a two-edged sword. You know, I, I, years ago I went to preach uh, at a congregation, and they told me before I came – by the way, they said, don't plan to use an overhead projector. This was way before computers and PowerPoint. They said, don't plan to use an overhead projector. We've got a brother here who objects to it. Well, I don't, I didn't have to have it, you know, and I could certainly yield on that. So, but, but that's always sort of a challenging thing. Should we yield to this guy who says, nope, nope. Who's going projector? to bind an opinion? Or, or are we going to say, no, brother, you, you, we're not going to give you the privilege of binding your opinion. Uh, when it's unnecessary, right. so that's so a, a that's fine that's, line that's, that's a fine line. It's a, yeah. it's a, a, a sort of a dicey proposition there to know what to do, but we should be adaptable, uh, and and that brother should be adaptable. Others should be careful to to honor his conscience. Uh, it, it's it's a fine line to walk. It is. But there, but in regards to our worship services, again, we some some things we can't change. We can't change to add instrumental music. We can't change to to add women teachers. You know, that's one of the areas where a lot of these. People are pushing for changes. We need to get women more involved. We need to let them be preachers and teachers and so forth. Well, we can't change on that. But we can change uh, maybe to sing some different songs than the, the old standards we've always been singing. We can change to, to incorporate technology in regards to computers and projectors and things like the virtual Bible study. So, yes, there are some areas to change, some areas where we can't. What I'm really concerned about in all of that is most religious groups are changing in areas where they shouldn't be changing. They're changing things that are not 
authorized to be Great. changed. All right. Real hey, quickly, hey, Jacob. We need to get to the, let's go to the chat room quickly. I've been I've been negligent in there. Jack in the chat room says Paul says that some shall depart from the faith. First Timothy four verse one. We shouldn't be surprised that uh, that is what we've been seeing for quite some time that this has been going on. Uh, he uh, Henry S. Matthew four verse four. Uh, Jesus answered and said, It is written, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Uh, so we've got to be making sure that we're staying true to that word of God. Henry S. again says in Ephesians 4, he references Ephesians 4, 4 through 4, 7. Uh, for a matter of time, we'll, we'll skip that. And, well, uh, all the, the seven ones. Yes, that's right. It's well, and one faith. Which, which mentions just one faith, right? Uh, and David R., uh, he says the archives are best retrieved using iTunes. And that's oh, a surprise. Yeah, Time to talk about our podcasting. Our, yeah, and uh, that's a surprise for a lot of people is that we are on iTunes. So check us out there if you are so and, and if you do that, then every time that you update your uh, device, then it, if we've got new content out there, it'll download Bingo. automatically to you. All right. Now, back to uh, – I interrupted you in mid-thought there. All right, real Morality. quickly. And, I, and we, remember, oh, we still got Arthur on the line. Yeah, and Arthur, Arthur, you can comment on this. Thing, Greg. Yeah. You know, when it comes to authority, we do not change. But when it comes to a matter of opinion or uh, what we think might be the better, we can. You, in fact, you better be willing to change. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Well, real, real quickly, we're almost out of time. What about matters of morality? Do cultural norms ever factor into our decision-making? And are there absolutes that can never be changed? Can I say here and, and the answer to this? Yes, they do. Cultural norms must enter into our uh, Give us an example. What do you mean, Jacob? Well, there was a time in which uh, it was considered, I, I understand, immodest for a woman to show her ankles. Nothing biblical that would mandate that, but the culture said that it would. In that case, I would, I would argue that it would have been sinful for a woman to show her ankles in that culture. Well, and you could go to places in the world today. Oh, we, we lost Arthur. Let me get that yeah, off there. That's all right. Yeah, kill that. Uh, Where is that? Oh, no, no, no. Just kill it. it end, kill, hit the end on the phone I'm, I'm trying to find no, it. There it is. There, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, style of dress. There's places in the world today where women are are, are covered from head to toe with a, with a veil Same. of the, the, yeah. the burqa in certain uh, right. uh, Mideastern countries. If you were there, that's what you ought to wear. You better be wearing it. Yeah. Same um, for the men. You know, but times do change. For instance, if if um, if a man in the time of Christ dressed as we're dressed tonight, with a shirt and pants, he'd be way out of he'd been out of place. Right. If you should have been wearing a tunic or a robe. Yeah. But if a man wore a tunic or a robe like they wore back then, today we'd say he looks really out of place. Yeah. And so style, cultural norms do factor in, but cultural norms can never justify. Exposing one's nakedness. They never can take precedent or over being, biblical instruction. There are biblical absolutes about the parts yes. of our body that are to stay covered. Right. And so styles may change how we cover those parts of our bodies. Right. Styles change. But right. principles of modesty and covering our nakedness, those are absolutes right. that don't change. Right. All right. That's one. But there, I think there are other areas where. Well, I, I was thinking about now, now getting to what some of. Folks in the world, you've got well, one minute, sir. What about marriage, divorce, and remarriage? Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a you know, fifty years ago, divorce was not not heard of very much, and it was a shameful thing when it happened. Mm -hmm. Today, it happens all the time. So people have shifted their thinking on divorce, and now they just want to sort of anything goes. Yeah, but doctrinally, we can't do that because the Word of God is very clear on the doctrine. Concerning marriage, divorce, and remarriage, so we, can, we can't alter absolutes here. That, that that's an absolute that can't be altered. So, all right, all right, we're out of time. You know, you get into hard subjects there. Whenever you talk about judgment and uh, how we apply our judgment, that is a difficult uh, thing. I think that requires a, a lot of uh, wisdom and maturity to to navigate uh, the areas of judgment. Exactly right. Uh, all right, we're well, out of time, Jay. Discussion tonight. Uh, appreciate. Uh, Appreciate it. Nick, thanks for coming to be with us. Good to be with you all Good again. Good to be with you, and uh, glad that you're here with us. And just don't eat all my turkey. Uh, we got a, yeah, we're, so we had a good day today. And and we we really had a pretty good crowd uh, and and a number of people in the chat room. We appreciate everybody who joined us for our Thanksgiving edition of the Virtual Bible Study. Tim agrees that iTunes works great. So if you and you, maybe you're going to maybe you know gift giving season is around the corner. If you get one of those iPods, uh, check us out on iTunes. Yeah, could do that. Yeah, that's good. He found a couple of topics on Providence on iTunes and he listened to them. All right. 
So, good. And, uh, well, I've been behind the board tonight, and I've got a renewed thankfulness for the people who sit back here. This is not an easy job. Yeah. All right. So, uh, And I'm, I'm glad for you to have this seat as well. Uh, so, oh, and you know what? I think, there we go. I'm all set here. Let's uh, go ahead and close the program. Dad, thanks for your time tonight. Thanks, Jacob. And uh, we appreciate you for taking time out of your holiday uh, and for joining us on the Virtual Bible Study. We hope you make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And in the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study his inspired word in the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 9.30 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.